the Timepieces History Podcast, where each bite-sized show shares the story of a place, person or object from the past. Here's your host, Gudrun Lorette. Hello and welcome to the Timepieces History Podcast. I hope you had a good weekend and if you're tuning in from the UK that you've had a fun but safe bank holiday Monday. As always, you can find a full transcript, show notes and links for today's episode over on my website at goodrunlorette.com slash podcast and I don't ask for an email address in exchange for that. You can leave me a comment on the episode page or leave a review or rating on whichever audio player you use for podcast listening. And if you want to talk to me about anything history, writing or even cookery related, you can find me on Twitter at goodrunlorette. Okay, let's get on with the show. Today we're looking at Alec Castle, the ancestral home of the powerful Percy family. The Percys also own Walkworth Castle, which we looked briefly at in episode 4, season 1, as a great example of a Mott and Bailey castle. Alec Castle is now probably best known for its appearances in two Harry Potter films, The Philosopher's Stone and The Chamber of Secrets, where it stood in for the Wizarding School of Hogwarts. Today, you can do a Harry Potter tour at the castle and attend special events such as wizarding training, although of course, at the time of recording this in May 2020, all open days are cancelled due to COVID-19 lockdown. The castle has also featured in Downton Abbey, in the film Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and also Transformers The Last Night. The castle is sited at a point where a road crosses the River Alne, and the very earliest parts of it were built in 1096 by an early Baron of Anak, Yves de Vessy. It was captured in 1136 by King David of Scotland, and later his descendant William the Lion besieged it twice. It was also ordered to be demolished in 1212, when King John believed the Lord at the time was plotting against him. Fortunately, those orders were not carried out. The de Vessys lost the castle when it was passed down to an underage heir. Put into wardship, it was quickly sold, and in 1309, Henry Percy and his son, also Henry, bought it and began the works to convert a modest Martin Bailey castle into what we see today. The battlements were enhanced with statues and various towers and gates were built. Over the next 150 years, it evolved into what is known as a palace fortress with the comfort of the family just as important as the security and defences of the fort. The fate of the castle matched that of the Percy's. When they were in favour, they were able to continue the building works such as the Barbican. The castle's website explains that it was completed in around 1475 and served as a significant defensive structure where assaults and attackers could be safely deployed from within its walls. The Barbican was also the main entrance to the castle, allowing visitors into a causeway where they could be checked by the porter and the guards. They were able to search wagons, horse panniers and anyone on foot, and as they could close off the causeway they could keep those within the castle safe until the visitors had been checked. However, the Percy sometimes chose to fight against rather than for the crown, and the 7th Earl of Northumberland, Thomas Percy, was executed in 1572 after rising up against Queen Elizabeth I. Listen back to episode 5 of season 1 to learn more about her. After Thomas's death, the family relocated to Walkworth for the best part of 200 years, with only a few people left over to watch Annick Castle. Oliver Cromwell, from episode 10, was therefore able to use it for a prison in 1650. The family returned towards the end of the 18th century and a great deal of work was carried out by many famous architects of the time, who added things such as Gothic architecture. Much of this was replaced between 1854 and 1865 and the Prutter Tower was added amongst other things. 
Many people who visit Annette Castle today opt for a joint ticket to go along to the garden, which was established by Jane, the wife of Ralph, who is the 12th Earl and present owner, in 2003. The garden was actually first laid down in 1750 by the firm landscaper Capability Brown, and hothouses were put in to raise the seeds that the third duke collected from all over the world, including pineapples. The fourth duke added an Italian garden with conservatory, but it fell into disrepair after the Second World War. Today, it is popular for Mother's Day lunches and special occasions. It boasts a garden pavilion, a treehouse restaurant, and the treehouse itself, which can be hired for weddings. The garden has a central water feature and several gardens, amongst which is the Poison Garden. There, they grow cannabis, opium, and other dangerous plants. The Poison Garden is locked behind gates, and visitors are only allowed in during guided tours, and they have been known to faint from the toxic fumes within. So what about the Percy's? Well, the Percy's themselves are an ancient family, believed to be the descendants of Manfred, a Danish chieftain who supported Rolf the Ganger, who was also known as Ganger Rolf, or Rollo, the Walker, to conquer Normandy in 912. His grandson, William, was born in around 1030, and he is regarded as the founder of the family. William was a staunch ally to William the Conqueror, and left his hometown of Percy in Normandy to move to England just after the Battle of Hastings. Apparently, this William sported whiskers which earned him the nickname Algernon, a name the Percys later adopted for their children. William's popularity with the new Norman king saw him given lands across huge parts of the country, including Nottinghamshire, Lincolnshire and Yorkshire, and he was made a baronet. He fought and died in the Crusades, and his heart was buried at Whitby Abbey, where his brother was the abbot. His great-granddaughter Agnes married the half-brother of the second wife of Henry I, if you can follow that, and her descendants took the name Percy. The family continued to be favoured by royalty, and it was the success of Henry de Percy in the 13th century which led to the move from Yorkshire to Northumberland. To make things confusing, many of the elder Percy sons were named Henry, and most of them made their mark on history. Not long after one was made Earl of Northumberland by Richard II in 1377, he swapped sides in favour of the king's cousin, the future Henry IV. Arguably, the most famous of the Henry Percys was Harry Hotspur, whose rebellion against Henry IV led to his death in the Battle of Shrewsbury in 1403. Harry Hotspur was a respected general and was often sent on diplomatic missions, including representing the Duke of Aquitaine, John of Gaunt. The nickname comes from Hotspur because the Scots saw how keen he was to attack their borders and how quickly he did so. Hotspur travelled widely on his missions, including Prussia, to France to lead raids, and over to Cyprus. He was knighted in 1377 alongside the future English kings Richard II and Henry IV. He commanded a naval force, was captured and ransomed for 7,000 marks after the Battle of Otterburn and served as the Lord Warden of the Marches in charge of the eastern border between England and Scotland. The Percy supported Kings Henry V and VI and the third Earl of Northumberland was killed during the War of the Roses. The fifth Earl, Henry Algernon, was brought up in the court of Henry VII and was betrothed to Anne Boleyn. His father refused to allow the marriage, and many years later, when Anne was on trial, she used their promise as an attempt to get herself out of trouble. So, that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Let me know if you've visited Annette Castle or the Garden, or both. Please tune in on Thursday, and don't forget to leave a comment or a suggestion on anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Time Pieces History Podcast. Don't forget to listen next time for more quick history facts.